Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Interdonato. I'm here with our, our guest, Paul Andrzejewski. We're going to talk some Army football. We're going to talk about Paul's time as a Army football player and what he's up to now. Got some interesting stuff going on now with actually some former Army football players. And uh, first off, if you just want to follow us on uh, podcast platforms or everywhere on podcasts, you can rate, subscribe, and review us. Uh, BlackKnightNation.com is your place to find some Army news. We had some stories uh, this week on the new defensive line coach, Courtney Braswell. Um, of course, it was signing day on Wednesday. That was a busy day for Army football, as always. And uh, uh, last night, um, yesterday, some news broke that Mike Sullivan is, is going to be hired as the next uh, Steelers quarterbacks coach. He's the uh, director of recruiting for Army, former player and former uh, coach at Army, too. So uh, all the news you can find at BlackNightNation.com. Uh, Let's welcome in Paul. Paul, how are you doing tonight? Great, Sal. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Not a problem. Can we call you Juice? Can we formally call you Juice? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Where that, that, where, where, yeah, where does that nickname come from? Uh, Co you remember Coach Heck? You remember Coach Hecker, right? Yeah. Wide receiver coach. Well, he's my wide receiver coach. And just like you had trouble pronouncing my last name, he could not pronounce my last name. So he was so frustrated that he just called me Juice, you know, in the first couple of practices. And that's how it, got, it stuck, you know. So um, I've been always been known by Juice for with Army football since my plebe year, you know. Wow. So that's how he, he couldn't, he, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't pronounce it. So gotcha, gotcha. I was looking up, um, just doing some research on you before the podcast, and, um, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your career, obviously, and you look at, you know, maybe compare what wide receivers were like back then to what they are now, if they're the same or not. But first, talk about how you, be, you know, how you, you became interested in, in Army football and how you uh, got to West Point, so to speak. Well, I came out of Buffalo, New York, um, and I had I was a all Western New York wide receiver my junior year. I had to play court. We were very good. My, we weren't very good in my senior year, so they made me play quarterback. So I was not heavily recruited at all. Um, so I only had like a couple places. And then Coach Seymour, John Seymour, came along. He was my in my area and recruited me to come to Army. So I was going to Cornell. I was, or, yeah, I was going to Cornell's hotel management school, and um, I went there. And then Coach Seymour came along, and he said, "Hey, come on up." So I went up there, and I really liked the Army. And I wanted to play Division One football. He said, you know, it's a wishbone. I get it. But I, w I wanted to play uh, Division One football in front of a big crowd, and I liked the Army. So, um, you know, as time – he goes, all right, well, you know, we're going to watch it. Well, a couple months went by, I didn't hear anything from him. So I said, this is classic, classic uh, John Coach Seymour. So I get a phone call from him. He goes, well, hey, why don't you fill out your essay or, you know, and go to the – get, get all stuff. And I go, well, I didn't think you wanted me. I mean, you didn't call. So he goes, no, no, we want you. Just fill out the essay or do the essay and, and we'll get you in. I said, okay, hang up the phone. My dad's next to me. He goes, who was that? I go, it was Army football. He goes, what, they didn't get the wide receiver they wanted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't, Dad. Thanks for, you know, thanks, buddy. <laughs> so um, – you know, that, that's the reason why. And then I got, you know, I went up, saw Coach Young was my coach my first year. It was his last year. Um, and I met him, and then I got the appointment, and I came right in. So, you know, and, and that's another good story because, you know, nowadays, it's you mentioned something, nowadays the receiver recruiting is real tough. My nephew was down here, and, and it, it's just different now because – 
my nephew is a really a stud, but the Army football program's elevated its stuff to or elevated itself where they're getting higher level recruits, right? Yeah. When I, there was 19 wide receivers for one spot as a plebe. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, and, and you know, you look at me, I'm 155. I'm looking around because I could catch, you know, so um, I couldn't block with a thing. And, um, you know, so I worked my way up after, you know, that's at my senior year, there was two wide receivers left out of that 19 group. It was me and another guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's- that's, a long, hey, that's a long winded answer to for your answer, but that's how I got the army. No, but it really shows like, even, even nowadays there's some attrition, obviously when they bring in 90 uh, player recruiting classes. Right. And you look at maybe their senior classes go anywhere between 20 and 30 kids, probably, you know, that, that stick around for four years or that quote, make the team and stick around because they, they, they do have kind of, they do kind of have tryouts. Uh, I don't know if right. they had them back then uh, when you played too. Um, no, not, you know, they didn't, they would um, basically, they would, I don't know how, what the right term is run you out. You know, they put you on scout team and beat the crap out of you for, you know, a whole year and people just quit, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of the attrition. I, we, we had 30, I think we had 28 seniors and that was the most because yeah. the year before was Gaylord green and, um, McElrath was a free safety at the time and they had like 13 only. So, you know, it, it, they never cut anybody. They just, you know, you either got hurt or they wore you out where you're just like, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm not going to going to play and the demands of the Academy. Um, I need to get, I just need to graduate. So, you know, um, I don't, I, I guess they cut now. I'm not sure, but you know, I, I know John Luce was, I was, after I graduated, I was a, um, uh, graduate. Yes. Yeah, and on the defensive side, actually, because no one wanted to do that. And that was uh, Coach Luce's uh, uh, GA. Wow. Um, yeah. How did you climb up the depth chart, so to speak? Because you said there were a bunch of guys when you entered. How how what what, what how how were you able to climb up the depth chart and, and get get some playing time? I could catch and I could run routes, and Coach Hecker really liked that. Um, and then as I got bigger. I was always like number one. It was odd because I was always like in my class, one or two of the top receivers all the way through. And then I was always number one out of my class. Um, but I could catch and run routes real well. And then I just grew into the blocking. And I don't know if you remember back, it was 91 when we lost the Navy, um, uh, 20 to three. And we didn't throw the ball at all. Myron, you know, uh, Willie McMillan got hurt. Myron Williams was the quarterback. Um, you know, because he moved from wide receiver over. Monte Tomasino was the receiver, and I was backing him up as a fre- uh, sophomore. They decided after that year to throw the ball a little bit more. I don't know if you remember, 92 years, so they needed a receiver I could catch, and it was all timing, and I was the guy. You know, and I could block. I, I was an adequate blocker, but in the, the, the type of offense that they were doing and the throwing, that I, I, I was that was the guy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw somewhere you led the team in catches your junior year, and then your senior year you had about 20 catches. Is that kind of is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. I think I had 40. I have the I, I still have the record for catches in a year in the wishbone era. <laughs> and, yeah, one touchdown. But I think I had like 47 or 48 catches in my two years, and I started every game. So, I mean, I had some good quarterbacks too. Rick Roper was my quarterback until um, he got hurt. In the, or no, Mike, uh, Mike McCovic was our starter. Um, my junior year, and then he got hurt in North Carolina, and then Rick Roper came in. He was uh, he was a starting quarterback for the rest of the time that I was there. Um, and he was really good. So I, I got lucky because he was a good. They were good throwing quarterbacks. They could throw, you know. So yeah, 
Yeah, now you look at today's Army Army offense, right? I mean, maybe you get five passes a game. Maybe that's probably a high. You know, if you get to double digits in pass attempts, it, it doesn't, you know, and, and I was talking the other day about this. Um, a lot of the, um, the passes uh, are kind of distributed. They, they'll throw to the slot backs. They'll throw to the tight end. You know, the wide receivers are, you know, the wide receivers are basically, and you know that when you sign up, that you're there yeah. to block, basically, right? Did you know right. that back then, too, or now? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, and that was pleasant. It was awesome. You know what? And to be quite honest with you, I just wanted to get on the field and play in front of all those people and be part of the Army football team. I, You know, I knew that um, I wasn't going to get the passes, and it was just great that they started to throw my junior, you know, the, my when I started. I mean, 27 passes is a lot in that offense. And, you know, we, we and blocking was okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but, um, you know, so I think um, overall it worked out well for me on both ends because I got to play in front of all those people and be with, the you know, my teammates and get passes, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, is there, is there a favorite memory for you on the field, uh, a, a game that you um, always um, tell stories about or? There's a couple, but this is crazy. And it's too bad this guy is in, in jail now. But I was at Temple and I catch the ball on the sideline at Temple. We're playing, we're playing, you know, um in Veterans Stadium. I catch the ball on their sideline, I turn it up and I get knocked out of bounds. All of a sudden I someone slaps me in my rear end and he goes, Great catch. I turn around, it's Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> because he was a great, you know, he was a big temple supporter. He had all gave all their uniforms, and then he starts yelling at their defensive back for not covering me. <laughs> and now it's like, oh crap, you don't want to tell the story because everything that he did, but at that time I was like, wow, it's Bill Cosby. I can't believe he just did that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, back then, who knows? Is the Cosby show still in existence back then or no? I don't well, that you know, that was at the heyday, right? I don't even know yeah. if but that was the Bill, you know, that was the Bill Cosby show. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, that was well, That's just you know, I tell that a lot to you know to people that um, you know. And the other one was really the North Carolina game. We lost, but we were in it. It was like fourteen to nine, and going in the fourth quarter. And Mac Brown was the coach back then, and Thomas Smith was a DB, the an NFL DB, and they had Natron Means was a running back, and like you know, there was like fifty thousand people. It was a big rainstorm, and you know, we had we had them. We were just you know. It was, that was, it was just a great experience to be down there and, um, you know, we lost, but, uh, you know, to be talking about that now with all, you know, Mac Brown and, you know, those guys that you played against, it was, it, it was pretty fun, you know, yeah. the army Navy games, we were with the one where, you know, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm kicks the two kicks in a row and we win 25, 24 after we were down by a lot. And then the next year, the Navy kicker misses the, you know, 20 yard field goal. And that dude gets into sport, uh, Sports Illustrated. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's a bum. He kicked the ball right and he couldn't even make it. I mean, you know, jeez. Yeah, he was what? in Sports Illustrated, if you can believe that crap. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like playing in Army-Navy games back then? Because it was it was that era where the games came down to the final play often, right? I mean, what was it right. like to, to play? I mean, yeah, it's the greatest, greatest rivalry in college football. But when it's coming down, where you know it's going to come down to, like, the final snap or the final play, what – can you describe what that was like? Yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know how the feeling, I think it's like, how do you describe it? Like you're floating on air, like you can do anything that you want to do. You know, you're running, and you're, you're, you just feel like you're almost invincible. And, you know, to start off that game, they, they started with the Corps of Cadets that made this cordon that was all the way the whole field. And that was the first 
time they ever did that. So we're coming out of the junior, you know, my junior year, and they were just running all the way down. I couldn't believe it, you know. So that was pretty cool. And you're just on cloud nine, you know, and you're they're thinking that hey, um, I got to do my job, you know, I, I have to make sure I'm not doing something wrong because. You're here in front of, and this stuff lasts lifetimes. You talk about, we go to this golf tournament every year, right? And yeah. you're talking about just like me and you talking about stuff every year, you know, it's like, okay, the, you know, the plays and we still laughing about it and, you know, and, and how Malcolm's a hero and, you know, I mean, it's, uh, and I'm, 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 you know, we'll get to this, but I'm working with Joe Ross who's the running back. He owns his own company. I'm working with Rick Roper. Yeah, we're talking about it all the time. Even at work, we're talking about, hey, you got to get into the end zone. Come on, Rick. I was, I was wide, you know, got wide open one time and he fumbled. It was just, yeah, it's some good memories. But, yeah, we stopped. But my point is that, you're, you know, you talk about it for a lifetime. And, uh, you know, and you're just, you're in the game and you're like, man, it's like I'm floating sometimes. Like, you can do anything you want to do, you know. What's it like now as an ex-player to see the um, the success that Army's had in the in the Commander in Chief games? You know they've won three the Commander in Chief's trophies three of the last four years. How how what's the pride factor like for that? It's unbelievable. I mean, we're down here in Huntsville, Alabama, where you know we have a big contingent of West Pointers, big Army. Um, so it's uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable the pride that you have, and you know we go through thick. Obviously, those twelve years or whatever, fourteen years were awful. And I have kids now and we're having, you know, we have a big get together and you're, 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 I, I couldn't be prouder of what the team is doing. Um, you know, this is an unprecedented, it's almost like Alabama with uh, Saban, right? You know, he's, he's got this dynasty that's, you know, six or whatever they got and national championships. And then we got army over here, three hundred, you know, just, you know, performing at a high level and winning the CIC. It's, it's amazing. It, it really is. And what coach Munkin's doing, the coaching staff and, and the players, uh, and you can see, you know, that the pride and the um, the confidence that that team has, you know, we went to the bowl game and even though we were down, you know, you're like, hey, we're still, you know, we feel like we're going to win. You know, every game you're going out there now, you feel like you can win. So it's a it's a great time to be an Army, uh, you know, an ex-Army football player and a fan right now, you know. And we just got to keep Coach Munkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Hey, um, right. Yeah, I mean, you look at that bowl game, right? They were missing a bunch of key players, and that there was no excuses. They just went out there and played their tails off, and and nearly pulled that game out. So, right. What, what was the right. and they're mad. Yeah. You know what? So they're mad that they lost. Like they're not they're not happy that they even with all that stuff that happened, they were upset that they lost. They should have won. Just like we went to the Michigan game, um, watched that. They're they should have won that game, and they're not. That's not to play now that to play them tough. A good team is not good enough it's to win you know that's the attitude that they have and i like it it's awesome yeah i remember when i first started covering the team like say mid 2000s 2007 i mean yeah you just want to be competitive in those games right you just want yeah. to put up a fight and now they're like so close to breaking through and all these next year i mean this year coming up with wisconsin at wisconsin you know is another opportunity for them you know and and, and just to see if they can break through and I think that's what's missing with, with the Munkin resume right now, right? That that yeah. win against the Power Five team. So uh, right. um, I was going to ask you just about. I mean, you talked a little bit about your teammate, a couple of your teammates. Is there any uh, teammates that you you're still really fond of? You know, outside of who you who you uh, bump into every day, or is there any talk about the relationship of the brotherhood of Army and how it's still today? And you know, I got to tell you something that it, it's crazy because. All my teammates are great, and we, you know, we uh, kept, you know, I got a lot of good friends, 
but this golf tournament, I've been real, I've gotten to know 1986 and 1987 guys, uh, Ron Rice and Joe Manasa and James Brock and Rob Healy and Rick Dowk and all these guys um, from different eras. So I can sit down and I have to become best friends with these guys and go to the golf tournament. I play with those guys in, 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 in the golf, you know, in the golf tournament that we have every year. And it's just like, I can sit down with a 1950s guy, a 1950s football player and sit down just like I'm talking to my teammate in 1994 or a 2015 guy. That's what the brotherhood is about. You know, it's like, I, we sit down and it's great. This is another great story. So we're staying in a, Two years ago, we went to the because we didn't go last year because of the COVID. Yeah. Go, so we're in this dive hotel right outside the West Plain. It's not the West Plain Hotel. It's right down the road before you get on. Uh, I forget nine W or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? So it's out. You know, we just put our chairs out there, and you know we're, we're having a good time. And uh, Steel, uh, he yeah, comes. Yeah, he comes because his classmates are there and we are making fun of him because he's late and he's just talking to us. I don't even know the guy, you know, I just, I know of him. So he sits and we're talking for like 30 minutes before they got to go. And it's just like talking to me and you or my best friends. That is unbelievable to me that he just would sit down there and just talk to you. And actually they're picking on each other, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, and it's like no other, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's you got to get through the school. That's a tough part about about the whole thing. But the brotherhood, it's it's crazy how good it is. And I, you know, and I like I work with Joe and Rick, but it's Ron Rice. I talk to them all the time. Rob Healy and and Rick Dowk, and I can I just keep naming them. You know, Coach yeah. Seaman is something. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a, it's an unbelievable. Um, I guess accomplishment. I don't want to do my own, you know, but for every football player to get through that, you're set with great people for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, those are, that's one day on the calendar for the year. I always look forward to, I popped into those uh, socials on Friday night. And when you can talk to, um, you know, you, I talked to Bob Novogratz from back in the fifties, you know, an all American lineman, um, you know, they, they used to, I've talked and you're right. It spans the decades of army football. I mean, I could talk to Ken Johnson who played in the sixties. who wasn't all American. And then I Lehman hall, you know, I talked <laughs> to, I mean, you can go down the line and Gary right. Steele talking about Gary Steele, who was really kind of broke the color barrier for army football. Right. I right. mean, he was one of the first African-American football players at army. Um, and his uh, daughter, Sage Steele is, is the ESPN host. And I mean, that still, uh, important that is a very especially when we're talking about black history month this this month that is an important story in army football history that i think sometimes gets you know maybe put, put in the past a little bit but that, that's important now you know especially yeah. during what we're what we're going through right now so no you're exactly right i mean it's yeah it's it's uh yeah it's very important uh that's yeah he's awesome so yeah really 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 great guy top yeah. And, and, you know, I've, I've never really bumped into anybody at that at that social that was not, you know, did, and, and, you know, all I, all I would go there to talk to, I would talk to you to hear stories. You know, you like to hear yeah. stories. You like to hear what it was like back then, what they think about the program now. And, uh, yeah, the connections there are incredible. Um, talk to us a little bit about what you're up to now with um, Joe Ross and uh, Rick Roper and what you guys are doing. It, it, upper echelons, your cup, uh, higher echelons, your company, right? My fault. Higher yeah. Echelons. Yeah, higher echelon uh, is our company, and uh, we're uh, uh, we were in defense contracting, and 
Um, we do organizational performance or consulting firm on the commercial side too. So, uh, Joe, um, after he got out of the army, he was a coach up there at uh, West Point and, uh, made his own company came down to Huntsville and I'll make this story short, but, um, we're about 140 employees. We work, uh, you know, out of Huntsville here, but we do engineering services and, and, uh, army game studio stuff, um, and, uh, cyber and, and human capital and leadership. So we have a wide breadth of, uh, um, stuff that we do, but I'm a senior vice president. I'm over the uh, cyber gaming and simulation and engineering divisions for the company. And Rick does the human capital. And then uh, Joe obviously is, uh, you know, owns the company. So, um, you know, we do a lot of great work with um, uh, the government and the army and the armies with serving the soldiers. And then we also do a lot of consulting work with um, regular companies for leadership. Uh, so, you know, we'll do work. Uh, we did work Merck and some, you know, big companies and Pfizer and couple companies like that, that um, will go in there and, and evaluate their leadership and see what the problems are. And then we'll give them tools to um, get, make them better leaders. Um, so it's an awesome company. You know, we're, uh, we're, we're growing at a rapid rate and uh, having a lot of fun doing it, <laughs> you know, with the, with the guys, with the, the guys I'm working with. So it's pretty awesome. What does your department detail with the gaming? Because, uh, uh, talking to joe you mentioned some is there some kind of an app that was involved did you develop an app for the army football program or yeah well it's a go it's called go army edge and it's uh the army owns it it's a free app that you put all your put all your um uh, plays in for high school you know the, the the team so it was um an example of it was at lsu they did it on espn um, LSU is the, the team is using it. It's a, it's a, uh, they use a full screen. So the players are up there and it's uh, virtual players and you can, um, do uh, drills on it. Uh, you can make it 3d, 2d, um, you write all your plays in there. Um, it's interactive with, um, um, there's some other apps that you can use to get into like huddle puts the, you know, some other places that you can put, you know, the, the film in, um, to, 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 um, show the kids. And, and we coached high school football and we used it, um, this year at, uh, the local high school down here with our kids that play. Um, but there, I think just, there may be like 15,000 high school coaches that are using it plus colleges, um, are, are using it. And then, uh, Indianapolis Colts were, um, using it also. Um, but it's a free app. So we, what we do there is we have developers and they, and they, you know, they can write code. They can, they do debugging, they, um, consult with, um, you know, with the schools to make sure that, um, the app is running right and they can use it. Wow. So, I mean, it goes from high school to college to the NFL. That's pretty, impressive. Yeah. that's pretty impressive. What was the thinking behind that? Why, 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 why create that? Um, well, when Joe was at the uh, army, uh, they were having trying to figure out how to make the quarterback reads better. So they developed a 180 degree screen with 21 virtual players, a real quarterback with a real football with a chip in it. And then they would speed up the, uh, you know, simulation for his reads. And they've seen so much success with it that the government said, Hey, we need to get this down and expand on this. And they saw marketing, it was a marketing tool to get into high schools that weren't allowing um, the army to go recruit. So one of the caveats is that you have to have a local recruiter open up, you know, give you access to the app. That's free, but you know, you just got to get access. So the local army recruiter knows what's going on down there, but it's a big marketing tool for the army. And that's how it started. So Joe was still in the army and then he got out and he came down and, and was the first employee of higher echelon and the lead consultant for uh, army game studio. Wow. Wow. Um, what, what's it like to be, you know, to be working still? I mean, you played what? 
um, 20, over 25, 20, almost 30 years, right? I mean, we'll, we, let's not put any date on it. But to be working with your quarterback, you know, you work with your, you work with Rick Roper, your quarterback. You work with, uh, I know that Joe, Joe was also a teammate of yours, right? So, I mean, what's, what's yeah. it like? To, I mean, like you say, you talk Army football almost every day, but what's it like on the business side to work with, you know, guys that you kind of went to college with and became probably one of some of your better friends too, so. The biggest thing that I guess I was in the corporate world for about 17 years. I was in big companies. I was in private equity. And then, and then, you know, I, I did the random gamut and, uh, and uh, I was in commercial manufacturing. The biggest thing that out of the business side of it is that you can trust them. You know that they're not going to stab you in the back and there, you know that your opinion um, is not going to be politically taken so that you can make your opinion. You can disagree um, and they're not going to be like, well, this guy, you know, I'm going to fire him. You know, I've seen that over and over in the business world. You don't have to watch it. You know, it's like, no, they got your back. You're going to, you know, there's an interacting interaction here that you really don't see too often um, in business, you know? Um, so that's, what's great about it in the business aspect of it, because we can, you know, speak our opinion and we have very um, <laughs> strong opinions at yeah. times. So it, it gets uh uh, I don't know. You say comical at times. Someone on the outside is like, I cannot believe these guys are talking like this, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, that's uh, trust is a is a really big thing. And you know, my kids are the same age. And I don't, I don't know if Joe told you this, but my kids are the same age as Joe's kids for a boy. So they're on the same football team, they're on the same basketball team, and they're on the same baseball team. You know, so. Um, and, and our wives get along real well, so it's an interesting. It's a great situation. You know, I don't know how to how to explain it. You know, it's 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 awesome. So. Yeah, I don't think when you're in the huddle at West Point, you're thinking like, "Hey, let's uh, you know, down the road, let's get all together, let's get the band back together, so to speak, and let's let's do something like you know something like this, right?" Yeah, and I got a good good story about that. You talk about stories. We're in a huddle. I mean, Rick is getting killed, right? And I took the play number. You know, they would signal in the play number, yeah. and you would get formation. Hey, I go play number. He goes like he goes like they don't know that play is not coming. And he goes, all right, guys. He turns around like, all right, guys. But you know, right, sixty-eight. Here we go. <laughs> like, oh God. He goes, I'm getting ass or I'm getting my butt kicked. I should I don't get my butt kicked. You know. <laughs> Obviously, it was a it was a quarterback run. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, he was like, I'm getting killed. You know. <laughs> What, um, I don't know that play's coming. Oh, jeez. Now you got to you got to play like you said your first year. You got to play with Jim, uh, under Jim Young, and then you had Bob Sutton come in. What was it like to play with Coach uh, under Coach Sutton? You know, the first year he was feeling his way around. You know, you could tell, right? Because he was on the defensive side. He, had, or he was always defense. He came to the offensive side. But you know what about Coach Sutton was that he was smart and he figured it out, right? So we went, you know, that next year after. We went three and eight or whatever and lost the Navy um, and got killed there. He made a lot of adjustments and he he was able to um, adapt and learn from, you know, I mean, this first year. Right. So he was really, you know, good at that and really smart and and, and, and took it to the, you know, he went to the 96. So he was what I said. What I mean is that he was learning and did it did it coach young was already there right when i got there the coaches were afraid of him you know everyone was like boom 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 because he's a hall of fame coach he was already you know everyone knew what he was doing he was winning in the 80s so um you know that was and that was the difference that i saw between the two of them you know when i saw i saw coach young probably six years ago at the at the golf tournament yeah and i would play for him one year 
and I, I we were at some we were at a sponsor. Actually, it's me, Joe. We were, we were sponsoring it a couple of days before the you know that Friday banquet. And he goes, "Yeah, I remember you." He goes, "You should have went to BYU." <laughs> <laughs> you know, because BYU threw the ball all over the place, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he had a mind like a trap, you know, or uh, whatever. So I, I, that's another funny story that you know. But they were—I mean, Sun was awesome, and you know. Um, we still, we don't keep it. Joe Ross and them and Rick keep in touch with him because Rick was out in Kansas city for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't keep in touch with them too much anymore. So it, it, it's, it's really a neat, uh, army football, uh, in the NFL, right? There's a bunch, we have, uh, four players now in the NFL and now it seems like there's a couple of guys from this year's team that might, uh, have a chance to join them. And it's really cool to follow the, the journey of the, of the program, no doubt. Right. Right, right, right. And that's what's great, too, is that he got a chance to go, um, you know, to go pro, too. Um, so, you know, he got the coaches in the uh, NFL, and then he got these players that it's just a great recruiting tool for the Army, in my opinion. You know, and it's great to watch these guys uh, play, right? So. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, in the past, yeah, I mean, the, the rules have changed so much, right? And it, it, you look at um, tr- uh, pretty soon we're going to have an interview with Colin Mooney, right? And yeah. Colin Mooney and the Josh McNary's and the Ollie Villanueva's of the world, they had a they had a wait. They, they, they had to serve at least two years and then had a right. and then had to see if they were able to get released from their army commitment to go chase their NFL dreams. Now you can go straight to the now you can go straight to the NFL, you know, and still have to serve your time on the uh, after your <laughs> NFL uh, opportunity is over with. And I think that that's gonna. I mean, you're right with recruiting. I mean, that no doubt. And you see them uh, getting some players that are getting some power five offers. And like, you look at like a, a Kawina Bonsu. I mean, that kid, that kid got, had multiple power five offers, a defensive lineman that's going to be a senior next year. And he chose to come to army and he is a legit division one defensive lineman. You know, I mean, yeah. Nolan Cockrell too. They've really developed some guys down there. So um, I guess, um, you know, army's recruited Alabama a little bit more heavier in the last couple of years too, right? Where you guys are. So, yeah, there's a quarterback that's supposed to be really good coming, and he can throw and he can run. Um, he's from yeah. a local. I, think was, I don't know if it's from Athens or Decatur. Nick, so- Nick Sawyer, I think, is his name. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Sparkman. He's Sparkman, where's Sparkman? Sparkman, yeah, yeah. So Joe lives right next to Sparkman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Joe lives right there. Um, you know, it's a, I think it's seventies. It's it's the top school, and he's a three. He's a legit player. I mean, he can throw and he can run. So nice, nice. I mean, that that's what they're you know. You're looking at how important that quarterback position is for them now. And maybe the throwing part, right, Paul? Maybe you get the receivers a little bit more action down the road. So you never know. Yeah, you know, and I, I, we were talking about it the other day. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, the formula is working, even though I get frustrated watching them <laughs> because you can say, like, hey, pitch it or, you know, or, or you can throw, you know, you can sprinkle in seven or eight passes because, you know, as long as, I, I don't know the whole circumstances behind why they don't, but, you know, yeah. work. So, I mean, I'm not going to complain. I just like, yeah, it would be nice to see a couple more throws in there. Maybe if a kid comes in there and has a, you know, a good arm and good accuracy and he can run and throw that, you get the total packages, um, you know, down the road. I think he will. Cause he did see that a couple, I think he's thrown, you know, a little bit, not this year, but maybe I'm got delusions of grandeur. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Christian Anderson uh, coming into army um, had the second highest passing yardage in the season in New York state history. So he, so he, Greg Paulus, he was behind. So I mean, he could, he, he threw the ball a lot in high school. So uh, yeah. 
we'll see what happens. I know that they 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 like the the flex bone and they like the obviously we know they like the fullback, but you know, we, Isaiah Alston was a freshman wide receiver this year that got off to a pretty good start. And I think he got a little banged up. I want to say Cincinnati game maybe. And yeah. you know, maybe he's he's a guy that looked like he had a lot of potential. So maybe they maybe if they get a spring, who knows? You know, if they get a spring, right. I mean, it must have been pretty cool to see them live, right? To go to the bowl game and see them live during the pandemic, considering there were no fans at Mikey Stadium for eight home games this year. That must have been pretty neat to to see a live Army football game this year. Yeah, it was it was awesome, and uh, we got lucky because they moved the game, right? So it was only a couple three hours away, and. Um, yeah. We got a box, so we were all right. We were out of the elements, and it was a blast. Um, it was so much fun. Yeah, and as to see them play, it was great, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully they, they get to um, have some fans at Mikey Stadium this fall uh, with the schedule coming up. Uh, you know, I was looking over the schedule uh, before we came on, and, you know, you have you know you had the Wisconsin game coming up, but you also have Ball State, which had a really good season in 2020, and you have Liberty which had a really good season in 2020 on the schedule. And so, I mean, right. And then you got the, the, the Navy and Air Force games too. So that's five tough games out of say 12 out of their schedule. I mean, it, it, you know, they want to take the next step and this is a team that's going to right. I mean, they, they returned a lot of, the, a lot of this uh, 2020 team that had nine wins. So how excited are you about the future of this team? Yeah. I, I yeah, really excited that, you know, it's uh, the foundations there and they're just, um, you know, the, I, <sighs> We could we could be we, we could be really good next year, you know. If the, if the injuries um, and some of the stuff don't, don't happen to us, um, you know, the the potential there is to be really really good, you know. And the opportunity to if you beat Wisconsin and those teams you just mentioned, you know, you got you got a chance to be you know around you know in top fifteen, top you know twelve team, and you're looking at a really good bowl game, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Liberty Bowl was fine this year. You know, Liberty yep. Bowl was different, and you got, you got a Power 5 opponent. It worked out. You know, yeah, Army was at first not in the bowl picture, but that, that all worked out for them. And I thought it was a different – it was good for them to go to a different site, a different – you know, the Armed Forces Bowl, been there, done that. You know, great, right. yeah, but, you know, good to see them play uh, at a different site against a, a, a different conference team and, you know, against a team that had – I mean, that defense for West Virginia was legit with, like, two or three guys that are going to play in the NFL. So, I mean, right. you know, it was pretty impressive what Army did at certain times during that game. Um, what? So, I really appreciate the time. I know you got to run. You got another basketball, you got a basketball game to go to now? Yeah, our sons are – yeah, Joe and our sons are playing at, at, in a little bit here. I'm running – that's where I'm at at the school. And then I was at the baseball. I'm coaching baseball too. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go run over there for uh, for the game. Keeps you busy, man. Keeps you busy. Paul, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate your stories and your passion for Army football and what you're doing now, too, uh, actually is is also helping out the team, too. So thanks a lot for your time and look forward to talking to you down the road. Hey, I really appreciate it, Sal. You're welcome. And I really appreciate what you do for uh, Army football. And um, thank you very much. And uh, beat Navy. Thank you for listening to the Black Knight Nation podcast with your host, Sal Interdonato. For more information on your Army Black Knights, visit blackknightnation.com. And be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app.